0: Good morning, this is Kilowatt. I am so grateful to be sleeping in my bed, surrounded by birds chirping in a healthy state. <laughs> I'm so thankful that I have family and friends that love and support me and as like a security network or a support network that helped me get through this time where I found myself somewhat suicidal. Um, uh, fuck Laura Jacobson. For Kaiser. If you're ever looking for like a counselor, don't go to her through Kaiser. If they recommend Laura Jacobson, just tell them next next place. Next. Um <laughs> Like I immediately zoned into the person who let me down. I was in a place of extreme crisis and she let me go. She, just, she dismissed me as a client, which I think should be illegal. Like when you're gripping on to anything and your provider is in a place of power and because you have different belief systems, she decided to dismiss me as her patient and refer me to someone else which would take 24 to 48 hours. But I was in a in a state of extreme crisis. Like I was I took 2 days off work and I was hiding in my apartment. Like it was a really bad period of time. And so I woke up this morning and I heard the birds chirping and I'm in my bedroom that I just organized and everything feels the way it should. But I just wanted to put that on record that I'm really grateful. I'm really fucking grateful. Uh, so we just had sign up, which bus operators have sign up about every three months. Because of the COVID, they had to draft a like a last-minute impromptu sign up that only lasted the duration of COVID lockdown. Um, so... Basically, what that entailed was they just eliminated overtime for all the operators because they didn't want to have to lay us off since we couldn't accept payment. If it was cash payment, we still can't. Which means a lot of people are just like, "Oh, well, I don't have, uh, I don't have fare. <laughs> I only have five dollars here," and so and that's that's consistent, and so they're losing a lot of money. I know we just got 184 million, but that's not going to last a lot considering what they pay the drivers and how much it takes to operate the fleet. And so we're looking at real life expenses of what it costs to run a transportation company without the, uh, like the passengers or customers actually putting any payment in. Um, so we're looking at the, Basically, a random test run of a fareless system, which I think is important to recognize. Because for me, during this pandemic, I, I mean, I watched 60% of my passengers lose their job in one day. And the next day, they stopped taking kids. I'm sorry, that just... Mm. Fucking hurts, man. Like, when you love people, when you love your passengers, when you love your city, it's hard to watch them suffer. It's hard to see them struggle. It's like a parent watching their child. Like, you know, suffer. I mean, you don't want to see it. Anyway, um, so back to it. I am going to protest this weekend because I just watched a video of a man in Walmart, and be it he might have been mentally off, uh, I followed up and I, I researched him and I realized that he might have some type of mental disorder, but... Regardless of that the circumstances that led to him being arrested were just atrocious. Like he he did what every person does like I I've done it multiple times for both my kids. Like when I buy a bike for my children, you're supposed to ride it. Like and in Walmart, they have these like long aisles where there's nobody in there. And so you could just do this quick, like, little straight shot, like, test run to see if the pedals and the gears are working. I mean, you know that you're buying it from a company that's only profiting off the backs of people who work for them. Um, so they're not going to put quality in their piece. Like, they're just, I mean, you're lucky if you get something that works or doesn't break. And so, if you're buying something that functions, that is responsible for the well-being of your child, as a responsible parent, the first thing you do is you test the bike out. And so, you get on the bike, and you ride it, and then as soon as you're done with that little stretch, you're done. Well, I guess he wanted to do it for like two, like he did two circles around this little toy area. And they ended up calling the police on him. One of the managers called the police. (laughs) And the Black Lives Matter protesters in, uh, Wyoming. I don't fucking somewhere in Pennsylvania. They went into the Walmart and then demanded to see the manager. They called the police, and the manager hid in the back office, which is pretty fucking classic of a quote unquote Karen. I mean, it's really classic. Like you're there for the fucking phone call. But then when the police show up, you're nowhere to be seen and they don't have anyone to answer the questions of which they might have for this gentleman who just purchased a bike in your store, whose money you accepted. Um, So if he was such a disturbance, you would think that at some point you would just insist he leave and not allow him to purchase anything. Yet you took his money and then you proceeded to hide in your back office while the police officers tased him. And arrested him while he held her receipt for his son's bike in his hand. And guess whose bike got left at your store? Stanley Gracious. His bike was left in the Walmart store of the woman who called the police on him. Who manages the store. And he never got that bike back. I'm assuming... One of the employees just put that bike back on the rack, which means Walmart just got a free bike for the man they just wrongfully arrested and tased in the middle of their fucking store. So they were racial profiling. And then on top of that, they were karen And now they're just stealing. And that's what it comes down to. And so for me, I'm, I'm going to go fucking protest this weekend I don't give a fuck if the federal fucking stormtroopers are there. Like, this is our goddamn city. And you're not going to show up and tell me that you can throw our fucking people in the back of your fucking unmarked van saying nothing and just making them disappear and then tell me that it's okay that fucking our president is using us as an example against the protesters. Go fuck yourselves. If you guys have any balls... Any fucking fight inside of you, you better get your ass out there this weekend and protest. They're violating our constitutional rights, and you're just sitting at home listening to this shit. What are you doing? Get out there. Like, this is your fucking country. This is your state. This is your city. This is your town. Like, these are our people, and nobody gets it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just angry. I'm so angry about a lot. And I'm so grateful for so much. And it's very conflicting. Um, I was approved by Reed Group for my intermittent time off. So I'm not going to lose my job. And I'm in the process of trying to be diagnosed officially for autism. Which I have, like, my brother, my niece, and my nephew... I do firmly believe that my mother, but she won't do it. Um, I I really believe Jacob's. But for the most part, like the people in my life that I don't have control over, that have the same issues that I do, that I'm very close with, have a tendency to reach out to me and tell me what's going on. And so I decided for my own personal job security and just being protected under the eighty-eight blanket that I needed to have the title so that I could protect myself. Um, because earlier today I was just describing to a friend of mine. Um, so I've said before I don't have like an internal monologue um, where I don't think things out. I just say things. They come out of my mouth. And that. I mean, it was half my charm, but also somewhat of my detriment. And so when I was a child, I experienced uh, being molested at a child care provider's home by one of their children. Um, it was a misogynistic, racist family that used to lock me in their back room and only bring me out when they were either going to beat me or shame me or make me feel stupid. And I remember begging my mom not to take me there. Like, I hated going to daycare. I would hide her shoes. Like, I would do whatever I could to not go there. But she didn't understand because I didn't communicate. Like, that's one of the main struggles of autistic children when they're younger is they don't understand how to communicate. Like, they only learn through uh, excessive force or just necessity And so I'm being molested and beat every time I go to a child care provider's home. And I don't know how to ask my mom, like, please don't take me here. They hurt me. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. I don't have an internal monologue. I'm just trying to be here. And so I was a special needs kid and nobody knew that. Nobody knew that I needed help. Nobody knew I couldn't communicate which is so frustrating because I have a stellium, which is basically all my life energy, like a majority of it, in the third house of communication. And it's only until my Saturn return would happen. And especially in the D9 Navamsha chart of Saturn in the second house, you don't acquire your power until you're 28 or older. And so I just I just didn't find my voice. And now I have it. And no one's going to take it. And I'm going to tell all the things. Like it's like a light shined in my mind and it opened up my mouth and I never want to stop spreading that light and my truth cuz that is what I do. Easy. That's what I do. It's it's who I am. And so now that I have that like sort of um Relief of getting it out. Like, I never talked about my head injury and how I have issues with faces. I never talked about sexual assault. I never talked about a lot of things because I just didn't know how to say it. And I'm 34 years old, bitches, and it's time I say my shit. So, welcome to the Kilowatt fucking special. Um, but last night I came home and I've been doing this like in general, I just. Coming back to my home and trying to clean it and make it, like, my place. Because I get really jealous of Brent's house. I get jealous that he has something that I don't have when it comes to the ability to just make what he wants to have happen happen so easily and effortlessly. Like, all he has to do is just apply his mind and it's done. For me I have things to sort through and I have compartmentalization and I have to figure out what's important to me and what's not and I go through all these processes like there's steps and so when I'm looking at the overall thing it gets overwhelming and I just hide and I shut down and it's it's debilitating. So for the first time last night I finished I fucking finished my bedroom. I finally have my own fucking bedroom and I have a television and my, Alexa, what's the weather today in Portland, Oregon? In Portland, Oregon, it's 60 degrees Fahrenheit with cloudy skies. Today, you can look for intermittent clouds with a high of 74 degrees and a low of 53 degrees. Yeah, so Alexa in my room. Everything's set up. I got all my recycling done. I did my vacuuming, my mopping, my dusting, my organizing, my folding, my everything's put away. It's finally done. And I'm so grateful. I woke up today to birds chirping. I'm in my home. Everything feels so secure. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to go hiking with my baby sister. And then I'm going to go protest because it matters. And I was listening to a book earlier this week uh, by Bernie Brown called Dare to Lead. And she talks about coming down with your core values and what and what makes you function and what makes you operate. And um, she says, you know, like, you can sit down and write a list of, you know, values that you hold. Because you need to identify them, right? Like, that's the first step to actually understanding your values is you need to acknowledge them and and actually define them. When you're sitting down and you're writing your core values down, she found that most often than not, people will write down two core values. And I feel like hers and mine are very much similar. Uh, She said that her two core values are faith and courage. And I remember when I got my faith back this year, and it wasn't religion based, but it was just me, like understanding that I'd been living a life of fear and not. And not living a faith-based life. And the courage to act on what is important to me, which is the Black Lives Matter thing. Also, like, everything against women, like, mental health. Like, there are so many things that I stand for. But those two core values of courage and faith are what define me as a person. And I will say that as true as day. Like, that is who I am. And so I don't fucking care that it's not popular. I don't fucking care if you're afraid for me. It is what I stand for. That is who I am. And I will always, every fucking day, wake up and operate with that level and that mentality and that drive. It will always happen. And it's never going to stop. And I, I've i been hiding off from the Black Lives Matter thing this last week because of the stormtroopers and what I've seen. And it's scary. Like, it's terrifying. But after watching that video of Stanley being arrested in the Walmart and just knowing that, like, it's still going on. Like, it doesn't, like, if if it were me, if I were the Black Lives Matter movement, I'd burn that fucking Walmart and their police department down. Like, it would literally be known that if you're gonna wrongfully accuse and arrest a black man for buying his son a bike in that Walmart, take his money, arrest him, and put him against felony charges that will impact his future, you're gonna burn. And that's me. That's just Kilowatt, bitch. I'm not fucking favoring anyone that has hate in their heart. And I certainly will burn all the fucking haters down immediately. I mean, I, I'm not saying that they should do it, but I would do it. If that shit happened here in Portland, I'd help them burn the fucking Walmart down. Like, I'm done. I'm really fucking done. Like, I'm over it. Like, I'm tired of being surrounded by racist assholes here in Malala. I'm fucking out of here as soon as I can. I'm I'm tired of people using black people in their lives as trophy prizes. Like, Bitch. I don't give a fuck if your grandkids or your children are black, okay? My question to you is, what are you going to do with your fucking privilege? Where are you? Where are you? You're not on the streets. You're just standing on the sidelines criticizing people that are. Where the fuck are you? If you're standing on the other side of the fucking line, you're with them. It doesn't fucking matter who you love. You need to ask yourself, where are you? I learned this year that my voice carries. I learned this year that my voice is powerful. And I have also learned this year that my voice has a purpose. And I'm grateful to that because of you guys. You gave me that and I've learned that. And so when I go to the protests, they often give me a microphone or they realize I don't fucking need one because my voice will carry above the entire goddamn crowd. And so I'm going to be there this Saturday and I would like to invite all of you to join the protest this Saturday. You don't have to stay for the fucking riots, okay? You don't have to stay when shit gets scary, but show up for the fucking event the, the peaceful event, the quiet one, the march. Just show up. It's fucking time, dude. I don't want any more excuses. I don't want to hear. I'm fucking working. I'm tired. Just go. Just show up for once. Just go. Where the fuck are you? So in closing, this is Kilowatt. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later.